Welcome on in to another episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. It's Mitch Bennell and Mitchell Ballin here to give you the latest of what's going on in the sporting world. Mitch, have you tried the new Charge Lemonade from Panera yet? Yes. I, well, is it like how how new? Are we talking just the general Charge Lemonades? Well, it's new to me. It's new to me with all the stories I've been hearing about it lately. With the what is it now? Okay, yeah, people yeah. have reportedly died because of drinking uh, excess amounts of this uh, energy infused lemonade they have over Panera. Yes, I've tried it. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't like a new flavor that dropped like yesterday or something. Mm. I've tried it before. Uh, it's it's pretty solid. Uh, I will have no comment on the alleged things happening because of the charged lemonade. Um, take care of yourselves. That's all that matters. You know what you put into your body. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually delicious. I could use Good. some caffeine right now. Yeah, very, I need to. I, I'm already starting to cut back on energy drinks as we uh, are speaking. I've already bought like four ounce little glass bottles that I can just pour one can of energy drink in over the next four days. But enough about my daily drinking habits. Uh, let's talk about what's going on <laughs> in the sports world. Um, before we do that, though, we want to remind you guys, uh, if obviously you're here on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the bell. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, BigTimeSportsOhio.com, and at pretty much everywhere on our social networks. You know where we are at this point, 122 episodes in. I mean, Mitch, we can start talking about it here. We've made the transition over from the fall to the winter season. Basketball is underway in Stark and Tuscarawas counties and everywhere in the state of Ohio. Right now, Mitch, there's a lot of good players out uh, performing for their respective teams, both on the boys' and the girls' side, which – uh, aspect of this game to you so far has been sticking out the most in Star County. Well, first off, it was a very nice break we had uh, from football to basketball. It lasted all about uh, what three days, maybe. I Pretty mean, much. shoot, I was actually I was calling games while the state championship was going on. Still, that's why I was able to join you Saturday at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Uh, so my day off actually was zero. When you look around, all these teams, Mitch. I can't pick out one specific player because that would not be fair to the rest of the players in the federal league, both for the boys and girls. But Mitch, this might be the most wide open slash competitive federal league. We are going to have at least in boys basketball in quite some time. You look at all the teams in the federal league. There's two that I just don't see where they're at compared to all these other teams. That's Hoover and Perry. Um, I would love for them to prove me wrong. I'd love to see them have success and, you know, make this a seven-team race. But when you look at the rest of the Federal League, Mitch, without Hoover and Perry in it, let's start with the Federal League champs from last year. It was a co-Federal League championship, I believe, between Jackson and Green. Green returns – Five kids that started, they weren't the all starting five last year. They, they would rotate kids in and out for starting five. So they returned that. So the experience is there for the Green Bulldogs. Jackson returns three of their starting guards from last year. So the guard experience is there for Jackson. They have one senior on the entire roster. So you look at that, a lot of kids had to step up last year. Some other kids are going to have to step up quicker this year. Cam Weekly being one of them, he's already doing that. You look at Glen Oak, Ja'Cory Lipkins, Bryce Broom. That's a team that surprised everybody in the Federal League last year, I think, under head coach Rick Harrison. That's a team that you don't want to face. You look at Lake, Chance Kastenheiser, one of, if not the best player in the Federal League. Now, he will not be playing until January. He suffered an injury during practice. Uh, it looks like all is okay. It's just more precautionary, make sure he's rehabbed and everything. And then you look at Camp McKinley. This is a team with a brand new head coach and alumni as their head coach. We had him on here in the podcast earlier in the uh, 
calendar year. They open up their season with a 20-point win over Alliance, which is where their coach left to come to McKinley. Mitch, those five teams, I think any of those five on any given night, whether they're at home or away, can win a Federal League matchup. And I think that there is a real possibility that you're going to see teams that are really, really talented and, and just a lot of fun to watch beat up on each other. I don't, I, I truly do not expect, I believe last year it was Jackson and Green who only had two Federal League losses. I will be stunned if the Federal League champion this year only has two losses because I think this is the most competitive and most even playing field we have had in quite some time in the Federal League for boys basketball. No, I like the the, the the type of teams you were shouting out there. You mentioned the McKinleys. You mentioned the Jacksons. You mentioned Sean Weatherspoon, who coaches now the Bulldogs, getting that victory over the Aviators this past week uh, for the for McKinley. And there's a lot of players, as you mentioned, that are going to be standing out this year. You have guys like Ja'Cory Lipkins coming back for senior year over at Glen Oak High School, a, t- uh, a two-time first-team all-selection in Stark County. You have Kyle Monterubio, who steps up after last year's Federal League Player of the Year, Owen Woolbert, graduated from Jack. So Rubio is now a junior. He will be trying to uh, get more of this Jackson offense uh, going as the season goes along. Uh, you want to even talk about guys like Brady Rollison, the senior from Green High School. Yeah, uh, He's an Ohio State baseball recruit, but he can still perform well in the basketball court. Uh, helped Green last year do a share of the Federal League Championship, uh, along with senior teammate Jarrett Taylor. This is a guy that uh, can play a lot of different positions, whether it be from inside the paint to playing point guard at six foot six. He's uh, kind of a jackknife type of player. It's really fascinating to see all this sort of talent you're, you we have in the federal league and beyond. And then in Tuscarawas County, you have the similar matchups here. We're already getting into uh, some overall season play. League play is just getting underway. Buckeye Trail and Canaan Valley got on the board uh, the other night, but right now the boys uh, just very young in their season. Girls have had a couple of their uh, games already into this campaign as well. Currently, Buckeye Trail and Strasburg are top of the league at two and one, both at one and zero oh in conference play, and then a three-way tie between Ridgewood, Highland, and Indian Valley at three and zero oh on the girls' side. So in the IVC South, so this is going to be one where we're going to be keeping an eye on what's going to be happening here in the next couple of weeks to see where how we can get a better idea of where the conferences will stand. As we go into the new calendar year. Hey, Star County, it's your friends from the local board of mental health and addiction recovery. And we have a challenge for you. We're asking you to create a new habit and check in on someone every day. Nothing fancy, just a simple text, phone call, or note on social media to ask someone how they're doing. You don't have to be a professional. You just have to ask and then listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Text for hope to 741-741 anytime, day or night, or dial 988. Eight. Brought to you by Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level eight. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises, but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. 
So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today. Tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care. Where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partner with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Ride into the future to win great prizes. Can you see into the Sarda crystal ball? Guess how we'll be innovating and adding new services to make your Sarda experience better than ever. Try your luck with the What's Next at Sarda contest at sardanext.com. One grand prize winner will win free bus rides for six months. Runners-up will win great Sarda merchandise like a Bluetooth speaker water bottle, backpack, and tumbler. And don't worry, they're all multiple choice questions. All part of Sarda 2.5. Happy Sardiversary! Okay, I, I want to start off with this beautiful, miserable game that I did not fully tune into last night. I'll, I'll, I'll be full on that. I did not. I, you did? No, ask me how many plays I watched that game last night. How many night. plays you watched that game? Live? Zero. Oh. I just watched the fourth down play the end of the game on Twitter. So I guess you would technically say I watched one play. I'm sorry, two, because I saw Zeke's touchdown on Twitter as well. well. So I didn't watch any of the game live because I had better things to do than watch two pathetic football teams play each other. Well, this is what this is what why I want to talk about it is because both these teams are struggling right now, but in different forms. The Patriots are struggling because this is the worst New England team we've seen in literal decades. They're going to be a top five pick here. They wanted the number one pick, but because they get this victory. It's it's not in well, a great spot right now because the Bears man. really have an advantage with the two picks they have already, and then the one pick it seems the Steelers helped them lock locked it up. I I don't know if the Patriots were going to even have a shot at the number one pick because I don't know if the Panthers are going to win another football game this year, Mitch. And the Panthers aren't picking number one. To your point, the Bears had the number one pick, so the Bears are just sitting here kicking their legs up with their hands behind their head, maybe thinking about a charged lemonade from Panera, and they're just like, ah, this is nice. This is really nice. We have two top five picks. Maybe we can keep winning with our team and just keep the Panthers pick. Who knows? And the Bears are in the best spot right now. I don't care about their win-loss record. This isn't a team that even if they made a run right now can really make noise in the playoffs, I don't think. But, I mean, Bill Belichick is the best coach in our lifetime. And he also looked like he knew exactly what he was doing in terms of tanking. And at the same time, we wouldn't know because we're Browns fans. And we've boy, do we know the word tank. It seems like that's all we knew how to do for a very long time. I think getting a few wins here and there, though, helps a lot in that locker room. Uh, It allows those younger players that you're drafting to keep the vision intact, right? Like, if you think about this, Mitch. Well, we went 1-15. and We had the number one pick. We took Miles Garrett. Don't you think Miles Garrett was probably a little bit turned off the next year we went 0-16? 
Like it's not an easy thing to deal with. And a lot of these guys in the Patriots, Mitch, that are still there, that are still there from when Brady was there, it's not many of them anymore. They have to be going through it as well. It's not easy to go from all that success to being a bottom five team in the NFL whatsoever. Having a constant question of who's playing quarterback, which that might have been answered last night moving forward for the Patriots. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But damn, is Bill Belichick good at both winning and losing? I mean, that guy knows how to tank. And they come away last night with a win in Pittsburgh, which is virtually impossible to do in, in a night game atmosphere in prime time in Pittsburgh, unless it's like a wild card game in 2020, then they typically never win those anyway. Um, but it's just, I have a buddy who's a Browns fan. He lives out in Pittsburgh now and he goes with some buddies to the games. Obviously does not root for the Steelers, but he does say the atmosphere is incredible. He didn't think the Steelers could lose at all. I'm not, I'm not mad. When, two weeks ago, Mitch, I believe I was on this. I told you the Steelers game with 11 games because their next four games were a cakewalk. They played Arizona, they played New England, they played Indianapolis, and they hosted the Bengals again. Well, they dropped two of the first four, Mitch. So 11 wins, I think, is pretty much out of the picture because I believe their last two games, uh, one is against Seattle, one may be against Baltimore if they haven't played twice yet. I cannot remember, but that's neither here nor there because we, nobody cares about the Steelers anyway. Uh, they're dead, they're not making the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky, I feel bad because he's a Northeast Ohio guy. Um, I thought he got a raw deal in Chicago, but the more and more he keeps playing, the more and more chances he gets, Mitch, it looks like maybe it wasn't just Matt Nagy in Chicago. Maybe it was Mitch Trubisky too. Uh, Mason Rudolph was getting chanted very quickly in that game to come in. And Kenny Pickett, who if you're the Steelers, Mitch, and you lose again next week and you're pretty much done for the playoffs, do you even rush Kenny Pickett back after an ankle surgery? Uh, if he's cleared to come back. Yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily done done because I think the Browns winning this week against Jacksonville will have something to do with it. Then you're able to take, overtake Jet Pittsburgh for second place in the AFC North and for the, the better spot in the wild card standings. Um, but I don't know if that necessarily – like if you lose the next two to Indianapolis and then Cincinnati, yeah, you're out. That That's where it's going to be. That's where other teams in the AFC are going to start creeping up for potential spots from the East, from the South, from the West. Um uh yeah it's gonna whether or not Kenny Pickett comes back this year is gonna depend on their success but right now this team just doesn't look like they can muster up uh, more than maybe two decent offensive drives per game and they're losing to these teams that are supposed to be tanking for higher picks and the fact that they're losing to this, this one these this one and then to Arizona the week prior and it looks as if it's going to be another around 500 season for Pittsburgh, maybe a, a wild card round appearance. There's going to be, there are, I, I've seen it online, man. There's some serious doubt for Pittsburgh fans as to whether or not Mike Tomlin can really be the guy next year moving forward, because he's done a lot of good for this team, but you know, the, 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 the so-called stealer way might have to be re reevaluated if this is the same results that's going to be coming in year in and year out of things don't change i mean we're not at a time now where the last over the last five years what's the best stealer finish wild card round twice the browns have gotten to the divisional round before you guys were able to yeah but did did they win the division in yeah they won the division in 2020 mm -hmm. that was the last they started off 11 and 0 yep and and this this is the thing I think Mike Tomlin is a very good football coach. Sure. I think now you're starting to see what happens when you're handicapped with a roster, when you don't have a elite quarterback. I know Big Ben at the tail end of his career was not necessarily elite. 
is it time for them to move off for Mike Tomlin? And this is not a shot at Mike Tomlin, but at the same time, Mitch, well, Mike Tomlin's ever had a 500 or under 500 record. What else has he done? He hasn't won a Super Bowl in 15, 16 years. What else has he done with this team besides just make the playoffs and lose or win around? This team has not been a legitimate Super Bowl contender in 2020. They're 11 and 0, so you almost had to say it. But realistically, you saw what that team was as the season continued to go on after they lost that first game to Washington, I believe. Was that the team they lost to, I think? I think it was the Commanders at the time, Redskins or football team. I don't know. They're, they're stuck. The Steelers are stuck right now in mediocrity. Okay, cool. You go above 500 every year. That can be 9 and 8 now since we played 17 games. What does that get you? You're caught in the middle of no man's land because it's not good enough for a top five pick and you're not making the playoffs. Okay. You can't win a Super Bowl unless you make the playoffs. So I give Mike credit Tomlin for that for the amount of times they made the playoffs. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, for the first time in a long time, Mitch, I think are caught in the middle of no man's land because you can be a team that goes 500 or better, but not good enough to win the division, not good enough to make a playoff run. But where does that get you? It gets you nowhere. It gets you everywhere else with every other team that makes the playoffs that doesn't win their conference and make it to the Super Bowl. And they're never going to be able to get a high enough draft pick unless they completely just say, all right, it's time. we got to blow it up. we got to find our quarterback. Okay, personally, I don't think Kenny Pickett's the answer, so I hope they keep Kenny Pickett for a long, long time because I just don't think he's going to be – I mean, look back at the preseason. Was he not the most overhyped quarterback coming out of the preseason this year? Kenny Pickett looks great. The Steelers are AFC North contender. They're a Super Bowl. No, they're not. How I know that this is officially hit mediocrity is because Steelers fans are starting to lose it. And what do you mean by that? I mean, last night, there was an honest take of should the Steelers trade TJ Watt because he's in his prime and all we're doing is wasting his prime. Mitch, they've lost it. They're going through it. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to mediocrity because that is what you are, okay? So now you have to figure out, are we going to go make moves to get this team back to where we expect them to be, or are you going to have to accept for, knowing the Steelers, I wanted to say three, five years. It could probably just be one or two, where you just have to say, okay, it's not going to be our year this year. We have to build the youth up. We have to do this. We have to go get guys like this and maybe get a new coaching staff. I don't know. I'm not complaining. I'm still very upset the Browns lost to them one time this year. but. I think Mike Tomlin's a good coach, but Mitch, in a league that is what have you done for me lately, and a lot of these franchises have quick hooks, I almost think that this could be a curse because they just keep saying Mike Tomlin's always above 500. He's always above 500. Look at this. We never have a losing record. Well, where's it gotten you? It's gotten you nowhere in 15 or 16 years since you won your last Super Bowl. 15. Oh, wait, they won the Super Bowl against Cardinals. Yeah, 09 okay. and 10, they made and, the conference championship. 2016, they made the AFC title game against New England, but yeah. what's the difference between him and Mike McCarthy? Mm. Nothing, nothing. They both won a Super Bowl and they've been mediocre. They've gotten to in the playoffs. They've gotten to big games and they can't come up with wins. I I feel like Tomlin, I feel like Tomlin has done more with lesser. uh, I I, I agree with that, but I'm just saying like, you look at this, we keep saying Mike McCarthy, he's not a good football coach. Look at now. The Cowboys have a chance to write that ship this week. If they beat the Eagles, which we'll talk about, but we can't have two guys that are actually very similar in what they've done for you lately and hold one guy way up here and the other guy way down here when they're practically doing the same thing. The Steelers haven't got anywhere recently, and they're not going to get anywhere this year. 
and they're at a crossroads right now for the first time in a long time. Okay. So I don't feel bad for Steelers fans or people who are like, Oh, this is whatever. Okay. Welcome. Okay. This, we dealt with this our entire lifetime as Browns fans. Well, again, it's going to depend on what's going to happen this Sunday in Cleveland when they take on Jacksonville Jacksonville may not have Trevor Lawrence possibly. I mean, he, he was uh, what limited in practice yesterday. I mean, not, uh, not, not a hundred percent right now. As we CJ saw Beathard. The- CJ Beathard even had to take a bit of a, a rest. He had some issues there. I still expect him to be the starter, but it, it, it'd be like the Arizona game. If it's not, and you got to go to your oh. third string, who I don't even know who Jacksonville's third string quarterback is, then that is going to be like the Cardinals game where it's like, okay, Nathan Rourke is the guy's name. From Ohio. That's right. Do what you need to do. Like get the job done. Do not it, lose to this team. And if you do I, lose this game, especially, then it is time to panic, as I mentioned last episode. Well, I, and I'm just gonna say, I don't care who plays quarterback. You're in Cleveland. You're taking a team from Florida, bringing them up north. Okay, it's not going to be enjoyable weather. It's going to be cold. Trevor Lawrence is going to be limited. This is a quarterback that likes to use his legs to uh, make plays. You know, extend the plays. We know he likes to run. We saw it in college all the time at Clemson. He's not going to be able to do that. You are, you have one loss at home, and I'm willing to put an asterisk next to it because you had to switch your quarterback an hour before kickoff. This defense is lights out at home. And to your point, what they did against the Cardinals, if if they see C.J. Beathard, let alone Nathan Rourke, I expect this defense to tee off. Because, Mitch, they also have to be very upset. Maybe choose my, choose my words correctly here. Very upset because – a lot of the talk has been more so on the defense recently because of the abysmal performances they put up against the Denver Broncos and last week against the, the Rams. This defense has not been what it was. I think part of that is because Denzel Ward's out. Now he has returned to practice. Hopefully he's able to go. This is a game that the Browns have to win no matter who plays quarterback. And if they don't, it's time to panic. And I don't know if we should even have the conversation of extension for Stefanski because at seven, what were we? Seven and four? Mm-hmm. Were we seven and seven and or uh, five? Three. Or we, we were, were seven, seven and three. three. Yes. Yeah. 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 And all the talk was, oh, extension, extension, extension. Well, you've lost two in a row. And if you lose to a a limited Jaguars team this right. year, it's time to panic. The Browns have a chance to pretty much solidify their spot in a wild card race this weekend because the Steelers lost. You have the tiebreaker over the Indianapolis Colts who have now jumped up into the seventh spot or sixth spot, I believe, because the Steelers lost last night. You play the Houston Texans still, but also you play the Bengals last game of the season. You still play the New York Jets at home. You still play the Chicago Bears next week. Like Those are three very winnable games. Ten games should get you in. Eleven wins absolutely get you into the playoffs. This is a must-win game for the Browns. Yeah, 79%. This is according to Pro Football Focus. 79% chance of making the playoffs with a victory. 39% if they were if they were to lose this game. And it is now time for another segment of Fuel Move Recover, featuring Dr. Michele Iono, physical therapist and president of Advancing Athletics. Doctor, thank you so much for taking the time again this week. Thanks, Mitch. And, you know, with this week comes the start of the holiday season here in uh, Tuscarawas County and beyond. I mean, so many people are getting ready for the holiday uh, events. I mean, not Mm -hmm. only is it enjoyable to get uh, gifts uh, year round, but especially at this time of year, and especially the right gifts can make a real difference in your training and your performance. I think that, um, you know, uh, it's it's maybe the most 
adult thing ever for me is that now, like I think about, you know, like, you know, gear and my kit and new bags instead of just like video games and, you know, Nerf guns and whatnot, you know? Um, so, and, and mostly, you know, I was definitely like, like deep in my jock mode in high school and whatnot, you know, even though I was loving that, you know, PlayStation. Um, but, uh, I think the difference is, is that now Mitch, I understand the difference between like what good gear does or like, you know what I mean? Some of these things that we're going to talk about, like what a difference it really does make on how you play, how you feel, you know, how you recover, whatever obvious, you know, and, and this is a good time now, you know, like our segment fuel move recover is obviously built off of our platform, advancing athletics platform, because, you know, we were, we do so many like big projects with organizations like, um, uh, military and, uh, schools and, you know, police and whatnot. It's like, what's, what, uh, encompasses health, wellness, thriving performance. And it's what you, how you fuel, how you move and how you recover. And so thinking about that same stuff relative to gifts and athletics and, you know, performance and, and, you know, the topics that we cover every week, it's so much easier now to like understand, oh, that stuff is more important than the new Spider-Man game, even though the new Spider-Man game is also really cool. And with that, we want to go over some potential gift ideas you could give your student athlete or anybody anybody else really during this yeah. holiday season. Uh, you know, we want to go over the fueling ideas. I mean, a lot of people have to make sure they keep themselves nourished, keep themselves hydrated mm -hmm. throughout the year. Uh, if you're going to give uh, a gift to somebody, Doc, I mean, what are some ideas you can uh, pop up in there? Okay, so uh, for each of these topics, uh, I'll give three. And um, so we'll just go from, you know, our, our three pillars. So we'll we'll talk about, you know, nutrition related things first and then exercise or movement related things second and then finish with like recovery or, you know, um, yeah, a, a, a third. Okay, so first with the fuel stuff, um, just kind of like what I always say, not that I have to give the medical disclaimer because we're just talking about gear and whatnot, but um, just like I always say about how this is like individualized and blah, 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 all that stuff, it like it does apply. So if if anybody has any questions or thoughts about, you know, difference, different products or services that we touch on um, versus the ones I mentioned, like, of course, reach out and we'll talk about info at the end. Well, the three things that I thought would be really useful to like either mention or talk about that kind of cover the wide range of options and also connect with other topics we've, we've discussed in the past is uh, first is like proper, like sports hydration. So a lot of people choose body armor or Gatorade still or whatnot. And um, there really are better options out there. The two most common are uh, liquid IV and, and noon. Noon is N-U-U-N. And I actually have one of my bottles here. And so um, to be clear, we don't have any uh, sponsorships with any of these organizations. I mean, if they want to reach out and sponsor uh, big time sports or advanced athletics, then you know, we will be fielding their inquiries. Now, in all seriousness, 
Um, these are uh, things like this and things like Liquid IV are um, geared towards actual athletes. Gatorade and Body Armor and Powerade are more geared toward towards taste. We've talked about this in past episodes. Um, folks that haven't heard that can can catch up. But what's nice about these is that um, you can keep a bunch of them right in your bag with your kit. And then all you need is your water bottle. Most, most athletes now carry around a water bottle of some kind. And so what what it is is that each container has 10 tablets, almost like, you know, Alka-Seltzer or whatever. And pop one of those in your drink and then you have your hydration. Um, the cool part is, is that, you know, you've got 10 of these. This is like carrying 10 bottles of Gatorade with you. And um, you can get a pack on Amazon for like $25 where um, you can... Um, where you can have 40, I think it's like 40 for $25. So, I mean, you can't buy that many, you know, it's like 35 cents a Gatorade, you know, which it'd be really, really hard to get that, um, you know, at the gas station or whatnot. And so it's just thinking about the, the benefits of nutrition or whatever it is that we're talking about. And then what's, the best way to get it or a better way to get it. Let's say the next thing that I want to talk about is, um, meal service plans. So not everybody, um, likes to cook. Not every athlete has parents who are good at cooking or, you know, like are, um, even like eat healthily, you know, the place that we kind of come from, you know, the Midwest is oftentimes, um, you know, a lot of really dense, hearty food and not everybody eats as healthy as they should anyways. And so many families have like, let's say one athlete in the family or one serious athlete. Well, for some of them I've recommended, well, you could get a recommendation. You could get a subscription to like HelloFresh or Blue Apron. That's the meal prepared things. So the kid, the, the one kid who needs a certain amount of nutrition or more meals, mom and dad don't cook. Mom and dad aren't good at cooking. Mom and dad don't like to cook, but they can afford 20 to $50 a month, you know, in meals. Well, all of a sudden that one athlete really gets their proper nutrition. So that's, that can be a good idea. Um, and then depending on familiarity or whatnot, you know, you could learn how to make the meals yourself or, you know, maybe, Let's say that you're a really serious basketball player since we're in the winter sports. Well, now all of a sudden you're during the winter, uh, during the regular season, you know, maybe you get your blue aprons, um, subscription. So to make sure that, you know, you're eating really healthy and plenty, and then, you know, you can cancel it when the spring comes. The final new, uh, fuel related, uh, gift idea is like a coffee gift card. As we've talked about in the past, energy drinks are terrible for you. Now, you know, I still will have a Red Bull from time to time or, you know, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, a little dab will do you. It's not going to kill you. But the problem is, is that if you're having these all the time, all the time, all the time. And so coffee is a much healthier thing. What makes coffee not healthy is when you add tons of sugar in it and like sweeteners and stuff like that. So, of course, we want you to minimize that. But in general, coffee or tea is much healthier than energy drinks. 
And so, you know, getting your athlete or asking yourself for yourself, like a gift card to, you know, um, one of the local cafes or Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or whatnot, whatnot, um, will allow you to be able to, you know, make sure you're getting enough energy and you're accomplishing everything from school and working and training and competing, um, while also making healthier energy choices. So we go from fuel over to move and move is definitely for me, the most interesting one because of the season you're going into when it starts to get colder, but it starts to become less welcoming outside. I mean, you want to, there are options to be able to move around indoors. Don't get me wrong, but especially if you want to get into those elements in the outdoors, I mean, what can people really uh, focus in on if they want to get their student athlete a gift? The cold sucks. It just sucks. We don't live, we're not Canadians. We don't, we don't live in Alaska. We don't live so far North to where like, you just have to accept that like being cold is a way of life. So for us, you know, we've got like maybe two or three months, um, of cold weather, and then you can kind of move on from it, uh, and almost forget about it till next year. And so whether it's your training, whether it's, it's not just Mitch that like, oh, we're doing stuff inside. It's like, do I really want to leave the house? Am I really going to go home? And then as we talked about, was that last week? Yeah, that was last week. Um, you know, you get done training, whether it's at the gym or practice, and then you head home. Well, if you don't have a proper kit, well, you are increasing your risk of getting sick. So it's not even just simply like, you know, get a nice, nice stuff so you can go outside and play. Um, it's also like, let's make sure you're taken care of fully. And then you get nice stuff. It washes better and it feels better. It fits better. It looks better. It's all those things that kind of add up to it. So, so jackets or, or tights slash leggings, socks and, and sweatshirts. So the, those are the three things. So the first proper jacket. So there's so many different brands, um, that you can buy, um, my preferred one is LL Bean, but Columbia, Patagonia, REI, uh, Dick Sporting Goods brand sell some nice stuff. Um, there's another major one that I'm forgetting, North Face. Yes. So North Face, um, I, and there's, again, there's plenty of other um, companies, even like Callhart and stuff like that, that make these nice jackets that are lightweight, they're warm, and they they do all the jobs you need them to do. Um, getting something to where like I can throw this on and I'm impervious to the cold makes such a difference. And then instead what happens is, is that like, you know, you have to put like 12 different sweatshirts on before you can even walk outside. And then as soon as you walk indoors, you're literally sweating your butt off. Like we talked about last week, instead of like, you have one nice warm coat, you know, and, and just like, you know, the two coats that I have, the two winter coats that I have, um, I don't even have to wear a t-shirt on, on, um, <laughs> that'd be funny walking around with chest hair, you know, with no t-shirt on underneath. No, all I have to wear is a t-shirt on underneath my jacket. I'm trust me. If you, if any of our, if our viewers or listeners see me out in the community in one of my nice coats, trust that I do have a shirt on underneath. Okay. So the, the thing that I want you to also think about is like a pair of leggings or tights or joggers that have some insulation in them. Again, it's just, I can go from 
home to practice, practice to home, train outside, especially as the weather like starts to turn like in the fall, like we're still kind of there next month. It's where it's really going to start getting cold. Um, and then obviously coming out of it, like in March and, and whatnot, uh, things that were like, okay, I'm going to throw this on. It's going to not impact my training or my decision-making. Um, the next thing is socks. So socks is socks are the most underrated uh, thing that you can possibly uh, wear or utilize and having nice socks makes such a big difference. So there's, there's, I have so many athletes that come in and they have holes in their socks and stuff like that. Not only do you not get the warmth from it, but also they just look ratty and stuff. And there's actually a few companies that actually make socks and have lifetime guarantees. So my, my personal favorite brand is one that's called darn tough. And so they, they, have, they come in all different colors They're not just old man socks or whatever. And they're all made in America, which is important to some of us. And, um, uh, the nice part is, is that as soon as you get holes in them or they get the threads or whatnot, start coming loose, you, all you have to do is ship them back to the store and then they will give you a code to get you a new pair. And, and so as soon as you buy one of these pairs, you have a pair for life. And so what we do is I discovered them when I was living out near Vermont and then, um, and that's where they're made. I forget if I said that or not. And, um, and so what we do is, is that we will wait me and my siblings and my dad and mom will wait until we have, you know, like maybe five or six or 10 pair that have holes in them. And then we will ship them all back and then they'll give us a code and then we'll go out and pick, okay, uh, Mitch got two pairs, Kayla got three pairs, mom got, you know, four pairs, whatever. And so then we each go pick out our own socks and then they ship them back and free shipping because we order so many at the same time. And, um, and so I, Oh, I, a, I'm not afraid to wear my quote unquote, nice socks. You know, it's like, sometimes you wear like the ones that just barely have a hole in them. And other times you'll wear the ones that are actually nice. Well, now I just wear my nice ones all the time because as soon as they get holes in them, I'm going to send them back. Um, they are like between the uh, 15 and $30 a pair, which again is a lot of money for one pair of freaking socks, but a, they're made in America B lifetime guarantee. So where they get you is a, they have people like me, um, uh, you know, like just promoting them, telling everybody I can, cause they're such great socks. That's how they make money. And the other reason is, is that as I wear out the holes in mine and I send them back or I'm holding them to eventually send them back. Well, then um, I need something else to wear. So I buy more pairs. So then I still, I have like a rotation. So I'm never out of socks. Uh, and now like these are the, exclu the, these are the only ones I wear now because all the other brands, Mitch, as soon as I get holes in them, you got to throw them out, mm. you know? So I don't have to wear holes with socks anymore. And that is one of the biggest game changers. Keeping your neck warm and keeping your feet warm is one of the nicest things um, that you could possibly do um, in order to, um, you know, feel good and keep training and whatnot. And darn tough is not the only brand that does it. Another common brand is, uh, features F E E T U R E S. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they also do that. They send them back too, but I'm a, I'm a one brand kind of guy. So, um, darn tough is the one I'm sticking with. 
The final thing is, as I alluded to a second ago, keeping your neck warm is a good sweatshirt. And that's, you know, you might notice, um, the viewers might notice I'm not, I have my advancing athletic shirt on underneath and I wore this in order to show. Not only does it have, it's a running sweatshirt. Not only does it have, you know, the thumb holes as so many do, it's got a reflective marker on the sleeve out here, um, the hood as most. And then the, my favorite part, Mitch, is it has a face mask. Mm. So when I'm going outside and it's like really cold, I could put that face mask up and then, you know, breathing your, your hot breath into that face mask warms you up so much better, especially when the wind's blowing. Like last week, I wore this thing almost exclusively because, oh my gosh, it makes such a difference. And then when you pull it down, it, it kind of bundles at your neck. So it's not real restrictive, but it stops the air from getting to your neck. Um, and that's the other thing too, again, because all that, um, you know, if your neck starts getting cold, then all of a sudden your, your body's having to work harder because you lose, that's where you lose most of your heat is, as I said, your feet and your neck or, and especially for somebody like me who doesn't, who shaves their head, I especially don't have any hair. And so, you know, like you have that nice, uh, head of lettuce that helps keep heat in. I don't, I don't have that. So keeping my neck warm is especially important. And, and there's we, a few different brands that make, make these. And I actually just ordered another one from Under Armour and, you know, and then a, a, a cheap alternative to this, Mitch, because there's not a bunch of brands that make this is you can buy one of the Dickies, you know, we were wearing those like during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the other thing too you can do is then, you know, you just wear that around your neck and you'll see football players like that, like pull it up, you know, like that and whatnot, you know. Um, you know, what was crazy was that during the Browns game, a couple of the, the uh, L.A. Rams players were wearing the, the whole head, you know, thing up and then over their mouth. It's like you guys are in L.A. and SoFi is indoor. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they the were. game wasn't in Cleveland. Yeah, I think they do a lot of that to, uh, you know, maintain a veil of privacy when they're doing their their workouts for sure yeah so we go sure. from we go from pre-gaming or you go from the, the, the pre-workout stuff with fueling the workout stuff with moving and then the post-workout stuff with recovery is a big one too because once you get done with that workout you want to adjust from the cold weather potentially to getting yourself settled in temperature getting yourself uh settled in you know your rest i mean mm -hmm. what are some big things that people can give to their student athletes to ensure quality recovery okay so We'll go by quick with these. Um, and the way that we define recovery in our system is, is really it's stress management, mental and physical. And so the two things for physical stress management or recovery, a foam roller and a percussion gun. Part of the reason why we're going to go by more quickly with these things is that we've talked a lot about this stuff already. So um, foam roller, you can buy a really cheap one. The only thing that I would say is don't buy the one with the nubs on it or that's hollow. Um, those things are very, very um, rigid. So they are not comfy at all to use. Um, but if you buy one that's squishy, you shouldn't be able to like squeeze it and leave your fingerprints in it. That's too that's too much the other way. The Goldilocks zone is the firm ones that you can kind of hit and they they kind of make a sound. And then there's almost no give, excuse me, almost no give to them whenever you squeeze them. Uh, you can buy those on Amazon for like 20 bucks, a three footer. If you have a couple kids, you can cut it in half 
And all of a sudden they each have their own one cutting a three footer and a half, uh, 18 inches is also a much more compact, um, size that you can take with you and whatnot. Uh, next is, a, and so that is plenty, absolutely plenty. You do, you do not need a percussion gun. So mom and dad, if you're listening to this, I did not tell your athletes, your kiddos to, um, you know, have you buy them a $400, you know, Theragun. But if you're looking to add something else to your arsenal, you already use your foam roller and you want some more targeted, um, uh, recovery, then a percussion gun can be a great option. They do make cheaper ones, you know, for like as much as 50 bucks. And then, like I said, like really nice ones by Theragun and Volt and some other brands that can be multiple hundreds of dollars. Um, generally speaking with Theraguns or uh, percussion guns, massage guns, people call them, they're, they're, they're hitting you. We've talked about this before also, but so they're, they're tapping on you in a really fast way. So typically those are, I mean, that's percussion. So that's the actual name for it. Um, the more, ver the more settings, the better for those. So there should be, um, the stroke. So how far it moves, the, the, obviously the frequency, how fast it moves, um, uh, multiple heads, shapes, like a battery life. These are all things that you're going to get more benefit from. Um, if you can find a model that you can afford, uh, that has those options in them because they work for different muscle groups and, you know, um, and different intensities. If you're like sore from a game versus sore from lifting versus sore from practice versus sore from an injury, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and then the final thing, which might seem counterintuitive, but noise canceling headphones or earbuds. So uh, rest is very important for athletes. Being able to lay down, take a nap or not even sleep, but just like get some quiet time is super valuable. So being able to put your earbuds in and then be able to just like, you know, go to noise canceling mode and then be able to rest. Um, and then have a lot of the outside ambient noise kind of canceled makes such a big difference. I do that when I meditate, because again, it allows me to really focus on my meditation rather than, um, being distracted by the outside world. A lot of people like to train in them. I don't like that because it's almost like swimming. It's almost like you're like underwater and you lose your ability to perceive what your body is doing. You know, the way you breathe your brain perceives that when you hear your own breathing, when you hear your own footfall, like all these things are really useful and really valuable um, feedback. And we don't play with ear, ear, earbuds in. So learn how to do it, you know, practice the way you play. So learn how to do it. Um, uh, learn how to practice or train without your noise canceling earbuds. It's okay to have that. I, I do that too. I just, I just have them on tr my beats on uh, transparency mode. So that's the other thing is that, you know, again, it's like I have an I have an hour before practice. I'm caught up on homework. I need to take a nap really quick. You know, everybody's home from school. I, um, you know, everybody's making a bunch of noise. Maybe you even share a bedroom, you know, with a sibling. Okay, I'm going to put my earbuds in, put on noise canceling mode, and then I actually can get some peace and quiet and get some rest so that I'm ready to really go and perform at my best for the next um, workout. And again, um, unlike caffeine, which we talked about in the fuel ideas, your noise canceling headphones, if you take a nice nap, uh, that's not too long, it's not going to 
impact your sleep. Whereas if you have an energy drink, you have too much ca caffeine from coffee or tea, um, that will have a negative impact on your recovery later down the road. So learning how to like use all the tools available to you to feel your best and perform your best is what we're, we're trying to like help you guys learn about. And with that doc, I mean, with all the gifts, we, you know, gift ideas, we went over, you know, some people may be able, maybe wanting to add to that. They may be want to uh, provide their student athlete, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe a, a training package or an mm. assessment over at advancing mm. athletics. Where would they be able to find such a potential gift for the holiday season? Or if you want to send Mitch and I gifts for all this amazing content we provide you, you know, it's um, we'll send our uh, addresses uh, uh, in that email. Uh, you can reach out to me at recover at advancingathletics.com, you know, and then, and then as usual, um, Twitter and Instagram at Michele Iono, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-I-O-N-N-O. And uh, Facebook and Instagram is where we post stuff for the company, Advancing Athletics. And with that, that is another segment of Fuel Move Recover featuring Dr. Michele Iono. Doc, thank you so much for joining us again this week. Thanks, Mitch. Happy holidays. Was. Vive Auto Sales, located on West High Avenue in New Philadelphia and Cleveland Avenue in Canton, is a used car dealership committed to getting financing for everyone. We give every customer that walks in our showrooms a prime buying experience, no matter their credit score or financial situation. Current inventory can be viewed at www.wefinancenow.com. Check out our Facebook pages for the most up-to-date information about upcoming events and promotions happening at Vive Auto Sales. Are you trying to increase your speed, quickness, vertical leap, and agility? If so, NST Sports Performance is for you. NST trains athletes ages 5 through pro. NST designs each program specific to the athlete's needs, goals, and sports. For more, visit nstsports.com. Locations in North Canton and New Philadelphia. It's nstsports.com. If you're looking for a new or pre-owned car or truck, why not see the Parkway Auto Group? Parkway is a special group of automotive experts with eight brands to satisfy your needs. Come see the difference at the Parkway Auto Group on Commercial Parkway in Dover. Eight brands and one family. It's Parkway Auto Group. The Furby Electric Supply Company has bright ideas for your home. Save money by converting to energy-efficient electrical products or add ambiance with beautiful lighting features. It begins with a professional consultation and a visit to the Furby Lighting Showroom. Then certified Furby contractors complete your project right and on time. Since 1934, four generations have built a reputation of quality and trust, and they offer emergency services too. Just visit Furby.com. That's F-U-R-B-A-Y. The Furby Electric Supply Company. It takes a lot of practice to have a winning team. Alban Title has over 100 years of combined experience handling real estate, title, and escrow transactions. They serve Tuscarawas, Stark, Carroll, Harrison Counties, and more. So choose Alban Title for your next home refinance, sale, or purchase. They'll get it done quickly and professionally. Contact Alban Title at 330-334-5800 or visit their website, albantitle.com. Let them put their experience to work for you. We all have 206 things in common. Our bones keep us up and moving. And we at Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital care about every single one of them. From the tip of your finger to a brand new hip, our orthopedic experts will keep you going while keeping you safe. For every break and breakthrough, for every bone and joint, for every care in the world, get the care you need when and where you need it. 
Visit unionhospital.org. Fall is in the air and part-time career enhancement courses at Buckeye Career Center are on the horizon. Registration is now open for introduction to beekeeping, basic small engine repair, and sign language. These part-time offerings run on Tuesday evenings and begin in November. Let Buckeye Career Center help you learn a new skill or advance your current skill set. Call 330-339-2288 for more information or to reserve your seat in one of these or our other part-time classes. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder, a simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Now, uh, I want to move on to another story here involving uh, football, then that the Heisman Trophy Ceremony is tomorrow. I'm not focused on that as much. I'm going to be honest with you because I think we know the winner of that's going to be Jaden Daniels. Uh, I, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I take back what I said about him before. I couldn't care less that they lost three games this year. Dudes dude balled out this year. Dude earned it. And he's going to earn it tonight or tomorrow night. Rather. The question is about one of the other candidates and one Ohio state receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, obviously Marvin is one of the most touted wide receiver prospects in a long, long time for the upcoming national football league draft. Here's the thing though, because uh, the Buckeyes did not beat Michigan during Marvin's time there because they did not win the big 10 title game, because they did not make it to the back to the playoff again. There is a possibility that Harrison may decide to come back for one more season. There were reports that he and Trevion Henderson were given uh, a ton of money in potential NIL deals to, to, if they were to stay. Um, this is something that would be very unusual in an era where the college athlete is very, is more business oriented than ever. And therefore you want to ensure your best chances of making it to the league and therefore making all the money and therefore getting the opportunity to play at the professional level. And with all the recruits that you would get for Ohio State, you'd think, oh, they'd be able to replace him no problem, even though it would be a sl- at least a slight step down because Marvin was so good. Do you see a possibility where they could get Garner back, Marvin Harrison, for one more year, try it one more time, try to get the, the rivalry win, and try to finish the job they couldn't over the last two years? I think it's a real possibility. I don't want to talk myself into it because I don't want to get upset if he doesn't come back. Ultimately, it's so risky because if he comes back and gets hurt, Mitch, then you're going to have all the what-if questions. Can can he really outperform what he's done to solidify he's the best wide receiver in college football? I don't know if he can, but this seems more like a personal thing for Marvin Harrison Jr., and that's exactly what it should be because it's his career and it's his choice. This is somebody I feel like we almost haven't seen a wide receiver of this magnitude, at least in terms of the mentality he has, of unfinished business, right? A lot of these guys, and rightfully so, opt to go to the NFL after the third year when they're ready because they want the money, they want to go play big-time football, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's the first wide receiver or player of this magnitude in quite some time, I feel like, that has just flat-out come out and said, I don't know, because I have goals and we haven't accomplished those goals. And if he leaves, I'm not going to hold it against him because he's probably going in the top five for sure, maybe even top three. I, I could see him going as high as two. Uh, if the Bears get the number one pick and they're comfortable with fields, could they take him number one overall? Maybe. 
that's the that's the beauty of having number one pick. Could the Bears trade it and then get somebody else? Maybe, but I just don't know. Obviously, I want him to come back because he is just an unreal athlete, unreal player, unreal wide receiver, a Heisman Trophy finalist. Hard to believe he wouldn't be there again next year if he comes back to Ohio State. The one thing you have to remember is with Kyle McCord transferring, they were high school teammates. Yes. Is Marvin Harrison Jr. willing to try to adapt to a new quarterback? Whether we think Kyle McCord was good, great, not good, bad, that doesn't matter. There was still chemistry there between him and Marvin Harrison Jr. from their days playing together in high school. I think it ultimately depends on who the quarterback will be at Ohio State next year. Will we find that out soon? Who knows? It looks like the the Buckeyes are linked to a UCLA quarterback that has entered the portal, somebody they offered before he went to UCLA. There's a number of good quarterbacks in the portal. I don't know. Could it be something as simple as we're surprised and he wins the Heisman and decides to go to the NFL? I think that could play a factor. I don't necessarily think he's going to win the Heisman. I do think it's going to be Daniels from LSU. Um, I would. I don't think there's any Ohio State fan that would not take Marvin Harrison Jr. back. And I'm sure a lot of teams in the Big Ten would be very upset if he came back too, just because of the magnitude of player he is. And also, the recruits Ohio State coming, has coming in at wide receiver you bring him back, that just allows another guy to step up quicker while he's on the field and grow up a little bit faster. And I'm all for that. I don't know. I, I just don't know. It's it's tough because I want him to go to the NFL and be successful. I want him back here. I just don't want to see him make a decision that he comes back here and gets hurt, but you obviously cannot predict injuries. Remember what happened with Jackson Smith and Jigba, although he couldn't declare at the time. He had to come back for another year and then ultimately just got hurt and had to sit out, sit out, sit out. I, I'm i kind of torn here. I really am. What about you? Well, I mean, you want to talk about uh, chemistry between McCord and Harrison. McCord threw for 24 touchdowns this year, just over 3,100 yards. Marvin Harrison caught 67 passes for over 1,200 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns. So Harrison accounted for thirty over 38% of, of McCord's passing yards, a lot of them on big plays, and over 58% of the touchdowns that McCord threw. So the guy was productive for his former high school slinger. I think, though, with time, he'll be able to – connect with another uh, quarterback should he be want to come back. And it would be good for, to see him kind of help lead these younger receivers that are incoming. That being said, I just, you, you de- you're kind of playing with borrowed, uh, with borrowed money in, in the sense of if you bring Marvin back for one more year, because the second he has a significant injury or even a middle of the road injury, yeah. or the team is out of playoff contention, like let's say they get a maybe a, lo- a shocking loss or two there in the early part of the season, he may just decide, hey, this isn't for me anymore, and just go and just do what Joey Boza did, just be like, I'm out, and that's the end of it. So at the at the, at the same time, you look at what Joey or was it Nick Bosa? Well, uh, was it, it was, was Nick it Bosa. Bosa. I'm sorry, I, I yeah, I don't know why I thought it was Joey. Nick, Nick. Well, it's it's okay. We had two of the greatest defensive ends in college football, and then two All Pro players in the NFL now. I can't see Marvin Harrison Jr. getting hurt and leaving the team in terms of get ready for the draft. He strikes me as somebody that is all about the team because his goals, Mitch, are team goals. He wants to beat Michigan. He wants to win a Big Ten championship. Yeah, you get a ring for winning the Big Ten championship, and we know you get the gold pants for beating Michigan, but he has team-oriented goals. So I would have to think even if, if something were to happen to him and he comes back and, and he does suffer an injury, which 
knock on wood, hope that doesn't happen. I still believe he would be a very positive influence at Ohio State in terms of helping those younger wide receivers, being in that room still uh, almost as a graduate assistant in some sense. I, I think he would be a huge help along with Brian Hartline, who has just flourished in terms of recruiting and getting wide receivers to where Ohio State now is almost considered wide receiver you, along with a few other schools in college football. I could be dead wrong. He could potentially get hurt and opt to go train back home and get ready for the draft, which if that happens, you can't knock him for that either. Um, I just I just truly think that Marvin Harrison Jr. has been one of the most likable superstars we have seen in college football in quite some time because everything he says and he does is the right way. He carries himself in the right way. He's never been in the news for anything wrong or been a bad teammate in terms of reports. So to me, it's a, if he leaves, best of luck. I'm going to root for him wherever he goes. If he comes back, goodness gracious, I will gladly take him back. And you're probably talking about favorite for the Heisman next year. I don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Travis, how long he's going to be out for Florida State. I would have to assume those two are going to be at the top of the list, uh, knowing that uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. will be gone. Uh, Jaden Daniels have another year eligibility if he wants to come back. I'm not entirely sure. I don't follow LSU football that much. But I'm, I'm kind of torn. I would gladly take him back, though, because, man, oh, man, would that just keep this Ohio State offense in a groove and whatever quarterback walks in here, then if we get one from the portal, what what a life, what a luxury to have. Or, or if Ohio State says, hey, Air Nolan, five-star freshman coming in, we're going to start using true freshman. What a luxury that's for, that is for a freshman quarterback. I, I – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy he has not been steadfast on he's leaving. It also, though, allows us as Ohio State fans to have this hope that he comes back, and then if he doesn't, we're going to be semi-crushed. Uh, yeah, in a way. I mean, what, we want to let we want to get your guys' intake on that if you think Marvin Hitch should come back for another season or will he come back for another season. Have you checked in on someone yet today? This is your reminder. A simple text, call, or message. You don't have to be a professional to check in. You just have to ask and listen. Are you someone who could use a check-in? Dial 988, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. A message from Stark County Mental Health and Addiction Recovery. Wendy's without the Wendy's app is like nugs without the sauce. <gasps> or a Frosty without the fries. <gasps> or a hamburger without the fresh beef. No! Level A. Get the app to order ahead, order delivery, earn free food, and get app-exclusive offers. One app, all the Wendy's. Offer for a limited time at participating Wendy's. Terms apply. App registration required. Fresh beef available in contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. You deserve the best. And at Ferris Chevrolet Buick Cadillac Toyota, that's what you get. We consider you the customer to be part of our family. Anybody can make promises but when you visit Ferris, you get the Ferris deal from a Ferris wheel. So if you're looking for a car, truck, or van, think Ferris. Think Ferris. Where you matter. You matter. Everyone plays a part. We all have a role. Each of us can make a difference. You do matter, and the best way to have a positive impact is to pay it forward. With each of us helping one another to cope, feel better, and know that we belong. Pass on the positivity today.
tell someone else they matter too. Alt Care. Alt Care, Alt Care, where you matter. You invest a lot in your home and vehicle purchases. Van Nostrand Young and Associates want you to feel secure should anything happen to those investments. We partnered with providers like Grange Insurance and other industry leaders to be sure you're presented with the most complete coverage to fit your needs. Because we're not only here to protect the items you invest in, we're here to protect your future as well. Call Van Nostrand Young Insurance in North Canton at 330-497-1867. Ride into the future to win great prizes. Can you see into the Sarda crystal ball? Guess how we'll be innovating and adding new services to make your Sarda experience better than ever. Try your luck with the What's Next at Sarda contest at sardanext.com. One grand prize winner will win free bus rides for six months. Runners-up will win great Sarda merchandise like a Bluetooth speaker water bottle, backpack, and tumbler. And don't worry, they're all multiple choice questions. All part of Sarda 2.5. Happy Sardiversary! down below uh finally i mean you know i i said earlier on this podcast and there's a clip of it on our youtube channel do we care about the nba in-season tournament we don't care about the pool games what i discovered last night because last night's semifinal games were ones that i was very invested in from the merged broadcast of espn and tnt's crews to the matchups that we did get in the east and the west i i found myself being captivated more and more by this vegas uh set uh, very flashy, very colorful uh, final four in a sense for the NBA that has one of the marquee teams with one of the marquee players in the West and LeBron and the Lakers pitting up now against this sort of scrappy under underdog team in the Indiana Pacers who beat the Milwaukee Bucks last night. I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm still jury's out still for me on whether or not the in-season tournament is the success that, you know, the NBA wants it to be, but I think last night was a big step up from where I had been the previous couple of weeks where we're just getting these random games, with these dumb looking courts and weird jerseys, but now I'm starting to come around on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I am too. I think that there is more positive than negatives of the in-season tournament so far. The Indiana Pacers have completely taken the NBA by by storm. This is a team that had one nationally televised broadcast for the entire season. And now they're playing in the NBA in-season tournament championship. You've you have been able to see the growth and development and the and a budding superstar in Tyree Halliburton, which is what we need, Mitch. The NBA is run by superstars. We know that. Now look. What LeBron James is doing is not even normal. Every single time he takes the floor, I feel like the graphic goes up of guys in their 21st year and how many points they average. I feel like the highest is 7.7 points. Meanwhile, LeBron's out here averaging 25 and a half. And it doesn't make sense. And he does does not look like he's in year 21. He looks like a veteran that's maybe in year 15. That's not normal. Uh, It's hard to say what other superstar could potentially last that long. I'm not sure. But you've allowed, you've now seen Tyrese Halliburton bud. You've now seen the style of which the Indiana Pacers play basketball of, hey, we may not be good at defense, but guess what? We're really good at offense and shooting the basketball, and we're just going to outscore you. And that's what they've done every single game, I think. 
it, it's it's mind-boggling. They scored 128 points again last night. Uh, in the one full play game in the in-season tournament, they played the Hawks. The over-under of that game was set at 256, and it was over. They score in bunches, and Tyrese Halliburton not only is a phenomenal player and can score, he is a phenomenal passer and facilitator, and he doesn't turn the ball over. And last night you heard uh, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski with ESPN say, Rick Carlisle's kind of feeling rejuvenated. A lot of people, I think, forget he's the head coach of the Pacers until they watch the Pacers. He's had to adapt and allow these young guys to play a style which best suits them. And now Tyrese Halliburton apparently is in this driver's seat, you'd say, of becoming a superstar and going to the front office and saying, hey, I'm committed to staying here. Let's go make some moves. I'm going to try to get guys to come play in Indiana, which isn't easy. I mean, it, the reality of it is similar to Cleveland in terms of the market, in terms of the weather. Uh, a lot of guys aren't going to just go there willingly unless you throw a lot of money at them or unless there's a superstar there like LeBron was able to get guys to come play in Cleveland. I am. It sucks because they're in the central of – of the NBA Eastern conference and they're in our division and we have to play them so much, but Mitch is a fun basketball team. This reminds me of that Cavs team of two years ago before the Donovan Mitchell trade, where all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, what, what are we, where'd this team come from? And they probably make the playoffs if we're not riddled by injuries down, down the stretch in 2021. But this is a very, very fun team. And, and what's crazy is the tournament has allowed a lot of other teams, I think, to, to take regular season games seriously. I know there's the new stipulations for if you want to win an award, you can only miss X number of games. But Mitch, if you pull up the standings in the NBA right now, it's nuts. Who's sitting there in the top six? More importantly, who's sitting at three and five? The Orlando Magic are 14 and seven. And they're sitting as a three seed in the East right now. And the Indiana Pacers are 12 and eight. And they're sitting as the five seed. Two teams... I would have to venture to say nobody expected to be in this spot 21, 22, 23 games into the season. They care because the Pacers are a perfect example. They have five, they have three guys on two way contracts. And I believe if seven of their 12 make below 3 million. So $500,000, which is what every person on the team and staff get. If they win, not to split equally, everybody gets 500K, means a lot to these guys, a lot of young players. It's an incentive that we've never seen before, and I really, really like it. I think we're seeing good basketball, and is did it rejuvenate LeBron? Not that he needed rejuvenated again, but my goodness, the Lakers now, they thump the Pelicans last night. They asked you if they won because I was asleep, and you told me the score, and I almost didn't believe you. It's It's very entertaining. And I'm actually very intrigued to see what happens. You have a team in the Lakers led by a bunch of veterans, the greatest player of all time, LeBron James, and then a team full of young up-and-comers and a budding superstar in Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think we get to give Tyrese Halliburton his flowers if the in-season tournament doesn't happen this year. I really don't think we see this and talk about this like this if there's no in-season tournament. Probably not. I mean, you mentioned the teams that were around the top of the East right now in Indiana, the Knicks, Orlando. I mean, Orlando is why I was impressed with the way the Cavaliers played against them on Wednesday night, their latest game that uh, was on the docket, because 
the Cavs, you know, had a couple days off coming off of a week in which they had maybe arguably their worst loss of the season. Uh, they kind of had to compete with a poor, poor Pistons team, but looked impressive on Wednesday night. They got off to that big lead against the Magic, who I think had one of the worst three-point shooting nights the NBA, the NBA has seen all year. Two of 23. The uh, Cavs got into some foul trouble in the third quarter as the Magic kind of made a rally, but they were able to stave them off. Darius Garland uh, made a couple of big shots late. Donovan Mitchell got up to a hot start. And then once Jarrett Allen got back on the floor from his foul trouble, he was able to compete somewhat. Uh, Evan Mobley doing the same. Uh, over And, and then, Ma- of course, Max Struess and George Yang making three-pointers when they need to. That's the sort of game where you're like, okay, the Cavaliers can kind of hopefully reset from everything that's happened this year. I mean, J.B. Bickerstaff even said before Wednesday's game, they'd won seven out of their last 10. Now they've won eight out of their last 11. I think this is where we start to see the Cavaliers make a bit more of this of the run that we can we can, we thought to expect from them just based on the last two years. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my take on where Cleveland is right now, but I don't know if you have any different it, thoughts on that. I also, I didn't get a chance to watch the game Wednesday night, so I pulled up the box score. To your point, the Orlando Magic were two of twenty-three from three-point land. Yes, um, that is eight point seven percent. I have to venture to say that's probably the worst shooting performance from three so far this season. You have to look at this team. Look, the the other player nobody's talking about right now, and it's unfortunate, is Paulo Bencaro. He dropped forty-two oh, in that loss in his second that, yeah. year. And he has been phenomenal. You look at Franz Wagner, though, Mitch, three of 16. This yeah. is a guy that the Magic need, and he has been so good. But you have to give credit to the bigs and Evan Mobley and uh, also Jared Allen, yeah, as well as whoever else was guarding him that night because they made it tough on him. And- even, Trist- even Tristan Thompson had a block uh, in that game that kind of really helped the team get back settled on offense after Orlando was making a couple of shots in there. Orlando had so many and ones that team was just bullying inside. And it was so frustrating to see, uh, especially with the way Ben Carroll, Ben Carroll can move around. Well, the, there were angles that he was taking these layups on that. I was like, how are you even able to make that? But yeah, to your point. Yeah. The guy is the, one of the most undersold players right now. And to your point as well about the and ones, the magic attempted 37 free throws the other night to the Cavs, 20 attempts so that's that's in the first half it was crazy it was like they were in the 20s in their free throws cavaliers were eight of nine as as much as some people were complaining about the officiating and there were some poor officiating that some poor officiating calls that night the Cavs actually challenged two calls that were fouls on them and both of them were successful um i think it was more i think it was more so just orlando being on average one of the tallest i think they might be the on average tallest starting five in the nba because, like, Bancaro was standing over Dean Wade the whole time while he was defending him. Uh, you have guys like the Wagners and uh, maybe one of the other players I'm struggling to think of right now. But they were – even they were looking taller than Mobley – bigger than Mobley and Allen. So the fact that you're able to compete with them still, get those threes when you need, big for the team, big for the team momentum going forward. Um, and hopefully – I don't know what's exactly going on in the locker room. Only people who know that are people in the locker room, but I'm hoping that can kind of alleviate some of the hard feelings that have been purported uh, between player and coach. Cause I think JB, JB Bickerstaff's done a fantastic job of turning this whole team around from where he started with the job to where they are currently. It's more so a case of, can you make the next step? And we don't know if they can make the next step yet, but the loss or wins like this can 
take the stress of those doubts off of you for at least some period of time. Absolutely. Isn't it funny? Because I feel like not even 10 games into the season, when the Cavs opened the season and struggled, it was, is it time to get rid of J.B. Bickerstaff? Yeah. It, it's not how you start. Okay. I mean, for example, and I'll go back to it now with, with the NBA, uh, the current standings. Last year, the Los Angeles Lakers started off dreadful in the NBA. And this year, they've turned it around. They're already in the top six of the Western Conference, which is where you want to be, avoid the play-in. This Cavaliers team is going to be based, unless they completely bottom out, which, assuming they stay healthy, Mitch, I don't see this team bottoming out. There's there's too many guys that can score the basketball, too many guys that can help defend. The defense has taken a bit of a step back from last year. Obviously, we're the number one defensive team in the NBA. But how is this team going to be gauged? Can they get past and win a first-round playoff series? That's that's the test. Can this team make a playoff run? Okay, that is the goal. They were embarrassed by the Knicks last year in the playoffs. That they, they just were. They were out physicaled. Uh, that's what I mean by embarrassed. It was six games. The Knicks won, but then you had Jared Allen saying the lights were too bright. We saw what happened to our bigs in terms of Mitchell Robinson and uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. Robinson, yeah, Robinson, yeah, just dominating us, but. I'm not judging JB off a Wednesday night game in, in November and December. I'm judging on if this Cavaliers team is going to be a top six team in the Eastern Conference, and can they win a first-round playoff series? I think they absolutely can. So that's why this fire JB nine games in the season when you're four and five or something like that, I just wasn't here for it. It's it's way too early. This team was without certain guys. They were just getting worked back in. Jared Allen barely practiced and played in the preseason. Donovan Mitchell missed a few. Garland, pump the brakes, relax. We know that the season really gets going and everything, wins and losses matter. But what's the one thing we learned? And it's not a fair assessment or or test, but what's the one thing we learned when LeBron was here? The we, one thing, well, I mean, the month of January didn't even matter. Hmm. That's when LeBron would typically would take his longest breaks. That's when the Cavs would typically have their worst record of a month in the NBA season. It's when the All Star break kind of comes around is when you really see teams pick it up a little bit. Like, oh, okay, it's time to go. Can the Orlando Magic? Can the Indiana Pacers? Can the New York Knicks keep up? with what they've been doing so far, or are these teams going to bottom out because of the youth and inexperience of other teams turning it on? I don't know, but let's pump the brakes. We're not even to Christmas day yet, people. Okay. Like that's when the big games start. And then I would venture to say outside of LeBron's last year in Cleveland, because he played every single game that year, the worst record of an entire full month when he was a Cavalier was January. And whether that's right or wrong, it didn't matter. Now we had the greatest player and he could carry a team to the finals, which we saw multiple times. <laughs> um, but I think the Cavs are fine. I'm not worried. I'm more surprised that it's always, is it the coach instead of, do we need to make a trade? I, I feel like it's, it's kind of upsetting in a sense, that they want to get rid of JB because, to your point, Mitch, look what he's done with this team since he took over. He has completely flipped the narrative and has completely gotten this team back on track to where we want to be as a franchise. And if you fire midseason, who are you going to get? All you're going to do is put an interim tag on somebody, and are they really going to make that many adjustments to change what this team is? 
I don't know if you can in the middle of the season. I don't know either. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Big Time Sports Podcast Show. We thank you so much for listening or watching. Uh, Mitch, what is the fact of the day? You have no muscles in your fingers. All your muscles that control your fingers are in your palm. Makes sense. Thank you guys so much for listening or watching the Big Time Sports Podcast Show.